Welcome to the Hashtag Real Estate Show, hosted by Silas Brooks. Whether you're thinking about trying your first deal or a seasoned veteran with millions under management, the Hashtag Real Estate Show has something for you. Come along as we explore all things real estate. Guys, thank you for coming back to another episode of the Hashtag Real Estate Podcast. We're very excited for this episode. I, I probably say that every episode, so just bear with me, guys, but I'm always excited about the people that I get to interview, and we're here with Darren Huang today, and we have, we'll get into this in a little bit, but we've kind of um, superficially known each other for just a little while, and, and we'll talk more about that uh, later on in, the, in the, the show today. But it's a beautiful day in Tulsa, Oklahoma, so welcome back, guys. And we're just going to get right into this. So thank you so much to start with for, for coming out today and recording this. Excited to talk with you more. Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much for having me on. And so just let's get right into it. Just tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do, family, whatever whatever defines you as a person. Just, just tell us a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much for that. Um, I am... A transplant here in Tulsa. I didn't grow up here, but okay. my wife did. Okay. And so I have two young boys, three-year-old and about one-year-old. I think he's 11 month now. Okay. Um, my wife is a nurse. Awesome. And I'm in real estate. Yeah. And so, so where are you from then? I didn't, I didn't realize that you're a transplant. Yeah. So I grew up in Columbus, Ohio. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And so I had to move here to chase her to get her I to marry see, me. I see. I so. see. Oh, classic. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So, um, yeah, so she's been here her whole entire life. I'm a licensed real estate agent, but I don't really help a lot of people on the retail side of things. Okay. Um, mostly just focus on my own investments okay. and then sometimes help some other people with investments. Great, Great. awesome. Well, that that's cool. And actually, I didn't realize that you uh, didn't really do a lot of just the retail stuff. So that that's good to know about you. Um, tell us how you got started in real estate or, or what got you interested in it to start with. Yeah, so I transitioned here um, after college and I was just looking for a job. And so I jumped into a sales job going door to door. Okay. Was pretty terrible at it. I just <laughs> didn't have the confidence in the actual product and then confidence in myself. Yeah. And so then I transitioned to, um, business business sales in okay. USL actually. So it's okay. a, lo- a local regional carrier, uh, for cell phones here. Yeah. And I actually did really, really well after knowing the product, um, getting the sales funnel and just learning a lot about confidence and meeting people and networking and stuff like that. I was actually top like 3% of the company. That's cool. Um, so that, so that was really cool. So I, I kind of found out that I had a knack for sales Yeah. and uh, a lot of my sales was driven based on numbers. Um, and then, you know, um, helping people out with business side of things, how they can automate stuff and different things like that, especially with, you know, um, cell phones, tablets, um, sometimes like fleet, fleet management and stuff like that. Yeah. That's really cool. So, and so did you, uh, like, had you listened to podcasts or what really made you transition from that sales and like, okay, I'm going to go full time into, into, you know, real estate investing. Where, where did you get that bug from? Yeah. So, um, initially I was still working like retail hours. Okay. So, you know, sometimes I would be closing up the shop or, you know, having to be home at like seven or 8 PM. And then, you know, black Friday was always mm-hmm. crazy. So yeah. Thanksgiving was cut short, you know, um, sometimes they did sales on like uh, Christmas day and stuff like yeah. that. So it was always cut short. I never liked that schedule. And so I said, okay, let me look up and I was so naive. I was like, what are the highest dollar per, you know, dollar, um, sales jobs? Yeah. It's like pharmaceutical, 
real estate, all these other things. And so it's kind of funny, part of your story, you're watching HGTV. Yeah, yeah. Same thing here, man. <laughs> I was watching Chip and Joanna, oh, and yeah. I was watching Flip or Flop and stuff yeah. like that. I was like, man, this this is easy. Yeah, you know? yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, I'm pretty good at sales. So the natural transition to be my own boss, to choose my own schedule was, uh, you know, either one of yeah. those things. And, you know, I chose real estate. So yeah. I was studying for the license exam uh, or the, the testing um, during uh, the, uh, you know, retail hours, if okay. it was slow and, yeah. and, you know, if I didn't have to go to different businesses to outfit stuff. Um, and so I, I studied and trained and at first I was going to be part-time and then dip my toes into sales, yeah. uh, real estate wise. But, um, yeah, after I got the bug, I really got the bug. You so just I jumped, just jumped you in. Just jumped straight in. Oh my yeah. goodness, dude. That, holy cow. That, that gives me like anxiety. Cause I, dude, I like, I like tiptoed in the water and like felt the water and like, Stayed out of the pool and like <laughs> I dipped a little bit further in and then it like years down the line jumped in. Uh, dude, that's cool. That's really, that's like I admire people that that make that like just massive jump because like now that I do it, I'm like, OK, I should have done it years ago. Uh, like I should have been I should have been like you and just cannonballed in, made it happen. Cause I, I'm, I'm the person I would never let my family struggle so i knew if i had that pressure i would have done it but it's just like oh it's like like having a w2 job is like a comfy bed with a blanket you yeah. know like a heated blanket you're just like <laughs> oh this is so nice man like i know where my product's coming from i know where my clients are coming from and it's just i mean and, and did you realize when you got into real estate how much of an overall business it was it's not just like I mean, you're the marketer, you're the budgeter, I mean, you're finding clients, you're, I mean, you're finding the product. I mean, you, it really, I think people, when they see an agent, um, they don't, and I didn't even know, like, what all it entails. It is a full skill. Like, you have to run it like a personal business. Yeah. And I do not think, I think that is a big factor that separates, like, the top percent of agents from people that are just doing a little bit of real estate every now and then, you know what I mean? Because did you realize how much of a, a business you were really getting into? Absolutely not. Um, so let me let me backtrack. Yeah. The jump into sales, I was still commissioned at US Cellular, okay. so it made sense for me. And okay. then also not to like pat my own back or like, yeah. you no. know, I took pat my it. wife. Yeah, my <laughs> wife actually started a job too, so that okay. kind of gave me comfort. Cool, but cool. Yeah, yeah, I was kind of crazy yeah. looking, looking back. At it. But <laughs> it was commission to commission. Yeah, and then obviously okay. my wife had kind of the backup, like, hey, listen, at least you have this, this, yeah. and this. So yeah, that was a definitely helpful yeah. to be able to do. But going into the real estate side of things, no, I didn't. I yeah. didn't know how much it entailed. I was really good at sales. But man, I suck at customer service. Okay. So okay. <laughs> I was like, I don't care that the the walls are not this. Like it's a good deal or you yeah. know, different things yeah. like that. Um. And then the marketing side of things and all these other things too. Um, you know, usually when I sell, I try to be very budget friendly mm -hmm. plus then add like a, a ton of value. Yeah. Whereas sometimes when you're limited on inventory, that was really hard to do. Yeah. And so um, I thought it was HGTV. Hey, yeah. Open, yeah. do a couple open houses oh, yeah. and you'll get yeah. all the business. Bro, get the suit on and go out. <laughs> I mean, oh, dude. Like I started off like I would not go to a showing without wearing a suit. Oh my gosh. And now like if you catch me outside of a t-shirt, you like I'm probably on my way to like something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so, so I did not know how hard it was. Um, you know, obviously I knew the sales funnel, the sales technique, yeah. different things like that. Um, just keeping top of mind, mm -hmm. but the whole entire process was really hard because I really didn't know the escrow process. Yeah. I didn't know inspections. I really didn't know too much about construction either. Mm -hmm. So I was learning 
a ton yeah. while just trying to get clients to be able to show houses or list them and different things like that. For sure. So yeah, real estate agents have it really, really tough. If you're really good at what you do, it's multifaceted. Yeah, yeah. it's a lot. It transfers to a lot of stuff. Um, so two side notes. The the real estate show that really got me was Million Dollar Listing. Do you oh, ever I see that one? No, I didn't. That was actually on Bravo. Okay. Uh, but... Dude, they would show the commissions after like every sale and they're like selling in New York. And I'd be like, that dude made two times my salary in one apartment. So I'm like, I'm like, I'm getting my license. Yeah. There it is. Like, that's really what sparked me. And it actually turned out to be one of the people that I watched on there was Ryan Serhant. Okay. You yeah, see yeah, him? Yeah. He started out, well, I mean, didn't start there, but that's where I first heard of him. Mm-hmm. And now he does a ton of, you know, books and stuff like that. So he's been a fun guy to to kind of see throughout. And then next, I really just want to dabble in how we first met. Yeah. And for the people listening, um, Darren and I met at a uh, Bigger Pockets real estate meetup in Tulsa. I, I keep trying to pinpoint how many long ago? It was probably like two to three years ago yeah, or something like that. Uh, probably more now because of COVID. Could, oh, yeah. You're, now, so oh, yeah. Probably three or four now. COVID like tax on two years <laughs> to everything. I haven't done like, you're like, oh my goodness, man. This is, it's crazy. So we met a long time ago. Um, just really briefly talked at that meeting and you're just talking to people how you had structured some deals. And I just mirror being in like, kind of like an awe of like, man, this guy's really just, I mean, thinking outside the box and <clears throat> did, had, did you do any deals in Oklahoma City? No, before? I have not. Okay, no. okay. I was I was trying to think of where is that, but whatever the deal was, I just remember being like, man, this guy that that is really awesome. Like the way he uses that, and so it's cool. I've come full circle. We've uh, I recognized you from there, and then uh, you know years later, we've kind of run into each other a few times, and then as uh, I've grown into investor side, it's kind of circle gets smaller here in Tulsa. So Definitely. we got to reconnect on that. So that's uh, for those of you that. Um, don't know that's how we got to know each other a little bit and we're still getting to know each other and this has been uh really fun with that um so let's go into what was your exact first deal in real estate yeah so my first deal in real estate is actually really funny i'll share maybe two okay just because the first one was really quick (laughs) um i had saved a decent amount of money i was actually living like the dave ramsey's lifestyle okay yeah no debt i don't want to have a mortgage i don't want to have this this and that um, and so I didn't really know leverage. I didn't know a lot of do- those things, but you know, what it did was provide peace for me and yeah. you know, it's, it's not bad, but it's for not sure. the way to maximize things. Yeah. So I had about 40 grand saved up, maybe 50 grand saved okay. up and I was looking for a 40 to $50,000 home. Yeah. Yeah. Those don't exist now. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But maybe, <laughs> maybe six, seven years ago they did. Yeah. So I had found this house and I really wasn't familiar with the area. I was still kind of newer as a real estate agent. Okay. And I got it under contract. I think they were listing it for like 70. And I was like, can I have it for 50, please? Like, yeah. let's just do it, you know? And we went back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And I think they tried to trap me. So um, it was really <laughs> funny. Um, I had writ- I had had it under contract for $50,000. And for me to operate out of security, I was like, okay, I want to line up a end buyer just in case I don't want to have it. Yeah. And, you know, I was having trouble finding that person. And the inspection time frame actually went up and he immediately emailed me the next day and said, all right, let's break contract because I know that you guys, you know, you don't want to close on this. Um, You know, your earnest money is mine. I was like, no, actually, I'm going to close on it. And my money went hard. Um, But basically, (laughs) I found it on Zillow as a for sale by owner. They listed it for, I think, $70,000. I had on contract for like 50 or 52. Okay. Um, And it was pretty bad. It was really, really bad. 
And so I didn't have any contacts at that time. I, I really, I had only transacted maybe once or twice. Okay. So I didn't know the home process, the yeah. home buying process. So I just called up the, the random insurance agent, you know, all these other things, calculated the taxes. And uh, at that time I was like, listened to some podcasts, gotten into yeah. the investing side of things. I actually got quoted for like a homeowner's insurance instead of a rental property. So, okay. And that killed my cash flow. Oh, so I yeah. got super cold feet and I was like, no, 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 it doesn't make sense. I'm only going to cash flow like a hundred dollars, yeah. blah, 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 blah. So then I wholesaled it for a thousand dollars. Okay. So that's my first deal. Nice. I okay. got scared. I didn't have the contacts, yeah, yeah. even as simple <laughs> as the insurance agent. Right. And now that deal is probably worth like a hundred, twenty, hundred, thirty thousand dollars. Oh, there's um, always one like that, right? right. <laughs> and he had actually done really, really great. Like he loved the deal, and he, you know, he was more than happy to give me a thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, he had instant equity on the on the time in, and you know, I felt great because it was a thousand dollars. Yeah, like, this yeah. is awesome. Yeah, um, for sure. And so that's my first kind of deal. I was I didn't have enough guts to actually go for it, and yeah. I didn't have the context to actually close on it yeah. um, because now it would have cash flowed exactly the parameters I would have been able to do. I was really into the burr. So okay, yeah. that's most of the strategy I do now. So okay. refinance out all the cash to then be able to kind of roll into other ones. Gotcha. Yeah. So I'll share my first actual deal that I kept. That you kept. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I like so that. this one's creative. I'm uh, when, when it comes to sales, like it's not just about the, the price point. It's about the terms. It's about mm -hmm. all these different things. And then obviously relationships too. Yeah. So this one was another for sale by owner on uh, Zillow. Okay. I talk like they're like out there now. They're yeah, not out nah, there now. This nah. was like a long time ago. So <laughs> this one was listed. It was in Broken Arrow somewhere that I was really familiar with. Um, my wife grew up there okay. and I really liked it too. So I shown the home. I walked through it. He was firm on, I think like 75 ish. Okay. Definitely wasn't worth 75. I'd then taken a couple clients there too. And I said, Hey, listen, what would be your max allowable offer? They were somewhere in like 65 to $70,000 range. And I was like, man, this isn't working. Like I don't have the spread to pay myself. Yeah. And then, you know, he's still about $5,000 off. All over time, I'd made that relationship with that owner. And, you know, basically he just wanted out of the property. Um, it was okay. in distress. He wasn't able to, he was a little bit older. He thought that he would be able to fix it up and then sell it or rent it out or something like that. And it was just sitting there, um, windows broken, couple graffitis, different oh, things along those yeah. lines. There was actually a huge wasp nest oh. that was in there. So I'm like, that's scary. <laughs> oh, like the showing man. conditions were like terrible. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I, I had a couple more deals, uh, like just sales and investments under my belt. So I kind of saw at least full cycle what a burr looked like, what investment property looked like, what yeah. were people looking, and then just comparing and contrasting. Of course, you know, I had the offers at about sixty-five, seventy-five thousand, or sixty-five, seventy thousand dollars. So I was like, man, this is five thousand above. Um, knowing yeah. five thousand dollars above, it's like yeah. not that big of a deal, especially when time takes its thing but I was just really scared so I made that relationship with that guy yeah. and I said listen I will I will pay you rent I will fix it up and then I'll purchase it in one year um, to be able to get a little bit of cash flow and then um, you know I'll do it at payoff too so okay. you know we'll pay for all your taxes back taxes we'll pay for your, your whole entire mortgage different wow. things like that so I That's rented cool. and this is gonna be crazy <laughs> we'll laugh because we know Broken Arrow pretty well yeah yeah so I rented that house for $450 per month. Wow. So think of any rental yeah. in Broken Arrow now, yeah. it doesn't go under like $1,000. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I rented it for $450. 
I thought that I was going to be pretty handy. Uh-huh. It turned out I wasn't. <laughs> so I was like, okay, yeah. I'm going to be a real estate agent in the day. And then at night I'm going to, you know, put together these floors, paint the walls, different yeah. things like that. It turned out to be really, really bad. There was termite damage. I didn't know how to do carpentry. Yeah. Um, you know, putting down floors is really, really hard. Yeah. It, yeah. There's a technique to all these things. So, For sure. you know, the numbers that I thought we would, we'd be able to make because, a lot of people's offers were at like seventy thousand dollars. I was like, okay, let me make that five thousand dollars in my labor. Yeah. Um, I ended up spending and just paying a contractor to do it. Okay. Yeah. So I rented it for four fifty. First two or three months, I was trying to do it myself. It didn't work out. I paid a contractor. He knocked it out in like one month. Yeah. <laughs> and then this is funny. I rented it out for a thousand dollars. Wow. So I was paying wow. him four fifty. And then I was renting it out for a thousand, getting what five fifty in the middle. Yeah. Obviously, there's like some repairs, yeah. different things like yeah. that that you have to account for. Um, and then I had paid, I think I paid like the contractor twenty five thousand dollars. Okay. So I was making what um, five times twelve is six thousand dollars on twenty five thousand yeah. dollars. Yeah. I purchased the house by that that time. You know, it had appreciated a little bit, and okay. I knew that like, okay, this is safe. I'm buying a nice house. Yeah. That I had put twenty five thousand into it. And I got a hard money loan and then immediately I tried to refinance it. Okay. And, nice. Um, so we bought it at like 75, I think all in plus the 25,000 of renovations. Okay. It appraised at like, I think 125. Okay. So Great. we had $25,000 equity yeah. pulled out uh, a decent amount of money at 80, uh, 80%. That was like 96, yeah. 90, something like that. So I only had like $7,000 into this deal nice. and it was cash flowing yeah, too. Yeah. Yeah. And do you still have that deal? Yes. We still okay. Have that so deal. that one, that's, that one's doing great. Then, huh? Yeah. Over, so over broken time. arrow, yeah. you can't find anything under 150 grand. Now. Oh man. So yeah. It's probably higher than that. Yeah. Probably you say? I mean, man, when, I mean, even when my wife and I were looking like five years ago, yeah, like 150, 160, you could find a nice house yeah. at that price. Now, like now I'm like, Oh my goodness. I don't even know if this house will, will go FHA yeah. on most of the houses that are in that price range. Now mm-hmm. it's getting, I mean, it's going up. So, I'm sure you're, you're sitting nice in, in equity now. So definitely, that's, that's definitely. awesome. And, and so, then it, so the burr is your strategy, huh? Yeah, you, the burr is my strategy. And, okay. So that was kind of what I kind of held on to. And that's what I learned a lot. I, I studied a ton, yeah. did a lot of case studies, learned from a lot of people. Um, and just once again, I saw, I was helping investors at the time mm-hmm. and I saw a deal go full cycle. And I was yeah. like, okay, I sold you this, this home for let's say 50 grand. Yeah. You put in 25, it appraised at a hundred and you just pulled out all this money and you actually got paid at closing. Yeah. And he would show me the, all the paperwork. Cause you know, was, he was just kind of mentoring me yeah. and going through each deal. And he's like, yeah, now you just have to find the people, the insurance agent, yeah. of course, yeah. the contractors, <laughs> the bank that will let you yeah, do that team. and kind of go from there. Um, Man, so yeah, I started cool. assembling the team. I like that. So we're, we're, we've talked about this We're capital building right now and you know, for those of you that don't know, we're, we're flipping and uh, keeping that capital to move into bigger stuff. But like, dude, my heart like drops every time I sell a house. I'm like, I just love, I love houses, man. I, I fall in love with the house. And I'm like, man, I, I want to keep this one. I love, I love this house. And then we do another one. I'm like, oh my gosh, I love that paint color we picked. <laughs> oh, this is nice. Look at those floors. I'm like, I, my heart, I'm just like, I, I just love properties. So that, that is so awesome. I, I love that strategy of, of getting to keep them. Cause uh, you know, the, the appreciation that comes with these houses over time and we're in a great market for that especially right now i think our our continued growth is massive uh possibilities of what tulsa could be so i think that appreciation is going to just be a massive piece in this area so that that's awesome i love those two first deals you got a real quick one and then move right into a, a really another great one that you still have which i love that about it um 
So, you know, with all that you're doing in real estate and, and the changes you've made, you know, why do you do this? What's your overall goal in real estate and or life? Yeah, thanks for asking. Um, it's kind of interesting because when we first kind of sat down, I was kind of sharing a little bit of my story. Yeah. And so my initial goal when it comes to sales is like it's so up and down. It's mm -hmm. based on commission, different things like that. So investing really was attractive to me because it's a little bit more, um, as we know now, it's not as, you know, yeah. crazy, yeah. but, um, uh, predictable, but now, you know, that's something that I could do. So yeah. my first initial goals was financial freedom. Yeah. Hey, listen, I want to be able to take off the time and then just kind of going back to my days in retail sales, uh, business, business sales. Like sometimes I would be home at eight, 9 PM. Yeah. I didn't like that. So I wanted to be my own boss and time freedom was really important to me. For sure. Um, and then, you know, hand in hand goes with financial freedom. Yeah. So that's my, that was my initial goal. Okay. Um, and so I was like, okay, let's reverse engineer this. I need X amount to live. This is how many doors. If I cash flow this much, yeah. different things yeah. like that. And I love kind of just getting and chipping away at that. And, uh, ultimately for me, um, I, I hit that goal. That's you know, awesome. Right now we have over a hundred units. I hit that goal a long time, but I was just dedicated to building and building yeah, and building. Man, that's awesome. Are, you, are they all in Tulsa or yeah, they're you, all in Tulsa. Really? A hundred <laughs> units here. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. I, I love that. I love what you said about the financial freedom. That is so many people that are in real estate. That really is their goal. And you, you see, um, that this is a way that just a regular person can make that happen. I think that's, we've talked about this before that, mm -hmm. you know, we're just regular people that have taken action and, and adjusted our path of life from, from sales, from being a nurse. Like we just decide, okay, this is what I want. And I'm going to take these little steps. And then it starts building, you know, you like, it's like someone learning to walk. You take a few steps and the next days you, you take a couple more steps and now you can run in, in a, in a couple weeks from there. And I think that is, you know, anyone listening to this, you know, we're just regular guys that, that took some action on different things, followed something that we felt like would benefit our family different. And I, I love what you, you talked about, uh, even Dave Ramsey, like that's a really great thing to start with is to, especially if you need to get your finances under control, because, mm -hmm. um, if you can't handle, you know, a thousand dollars, it's going to be very hard to handle a hundred units because you've got to do a lot more work to handle that money than you do, you know, a thousand dollars. So it's a great place to start. But I also love that, you know, you're probably that mindset now is like once you get a handle on that, then employ that in a different way, in a better way to scale, you know, for your family. So that man, a hundred units, that is awesome. I want to be you one day. man. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to look back at this podcast. Hopefully I have <laughs> have that later on. That's awesome. Um, so through your journey so far, what has been the biggest mistake or lesson that you've learned? Yeah, I think this is kind of funny because you're about right there with the new kid and everything. I didn't let control go okay. as soon as I could. Okay. And we were just talking about how you just hired a property manager yeah. and you're like, why didn't I do this earlier? Yeah. Um, you know, obviously you have to have the right fit for people on your team. Yeah. But once you find those people, you're like, why could I please have met you yeah. like two years earlier? You could have helped me so much. Yeah. And so for me, it's about letting go of control, even letting go of some of the skills that I'm decent at yeah. or that I can do. Um, now I've, I've come to the realization that like things that I don't want to do, I just don't do. Yeah. So mowing my yard, I have yeah. someone mow my yard for me yeah. because I don't really like doing that. Yeah. And I like to hang out with my kids more for sure. 
And now even in business, it's coming to the point where it's like, okay, I'm skilled in this, let's say sales or, you know, uh, vision casting or, you know, leading people and managing people. I actually might need to find someone to actually do that for me so that I could really focus on some bigger and better things. For sure. For sure. Yeah. That, that is a, a really good thing to be conscious of as you're moving through this industry. Um, cause what I've personally found, and, and this has kind of been a realization for me recently is, is life is essentially this. You take time, your time, you trade it for a commodity and then you try to com- trade that commodity back for even more time. You know what I mean? So it's like this like full circle thing. And I think you start off with like, you know, we worked W2 jobs, stuff like that. Um, and then we saw someone working the behind off even after hours. So we said, okay, well, like the way to grow success and wealth is I need to work 20 hour days, sleep four hours. Well, now we get further into business and we're like, okay, now I can let go some of this. And now I want to work instead of being off four hours. Now I want to work four hours. And if that means I may take a little bit of hit in my profits, but I'm still where I want to be, I want my time back. You know what I mean? So you, you, we're just trading all this for time. And, and it, it's just a wild realization that we went from like, having some time, taking all of our time, and now we want to do it at a higher level but with less time again, you know what I mean? And, it, and taking those hats off, that's something that you know me and my business partners have started talking about, but it's a very scary realization to try to bring um, employees or anyone that depends on a salary or, or money from your company, that's a big responsibility, a big that, responsibility that really, you know, we don't take lightly, but we definitely realize that the to get to the mode, to get to the, the place of 100 units, it's, it's going to take some some taking some hats off and let other people do that to live the life we really want to live. You know, Because I don't want to, and I'm sure you're saying, well, you don't want 100 units and work 23 hours a day. Yeah. You know, we, we could, I mean, we could sell everything and live in, in oh, sorry, sorry about that. Sorry. We could sell everything and live on a beach and, and make coconut drinks for people <laughs> at that point. You know, I'd rather do that than work 23 <laughs> hours a day, you know. So that that's great. That That's something uh, as we grow. I, I, I'm, you know, when I interview people, I, I'm getting just as much value from this as anyone listening to this is um, that that's such good, helpful hints. Um, so you were at a place where you're you're working sales and, and wanted to make that jump. Uh, what advice would you give to someone who's just starting out or someone who has like some analysis of paralysis to get started? Because you've probably felt that same way. You had some analysis paralysis on that first mm-hmm. deal of like, oh, whoa, this this might not make sense. So yeah. what would be your advice to someone? Yeah. So it's kind of funny that you said education. Um, <clears throat> I consumed a ton of podcasts, a mm-hmm. ton of books, got really educated on that. Obviously, for me to set myself up, once again, to feel secure even my first deal, I wanted to rent it from him first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I didn't jump directly right in. Yeah. But then also at the same time, I was helping a lot of people on their investments. So I was learning that by actually gaining commission. And then I saw, you know, a deal full cycle. Mm-hmm. And luckily I was able to add value to that person, the investor. Yeah. And, you know, he was able to bring me in. I said, hey, listen, let's take a look at this deal. Um, you know, why don't you just talk aloud? Tell me what you're thinking. Oh, this bathroom needs to be gutted, this, this, and that. And yeah. then, you know, he was lucky. I was lucky enough for him to be able to show, hey, this is like, go, come to a closing table with me um, when I refinance this package or this house. Like, remember, we bought it for this, this, and this. Yeah. And then that just got... And, and kind of flowing. In yeah, it got flowing. How to, have, how to do that. <laughs> and so that was just super helpful for me. So, you know, 
I, I would encourage people get educated, maybe find a person um, indirect mentor, maybe not, or yeah. just, you know, reach out to us. And I, I would love to be able to share with you some of the deals that I did. Cause Absolutely. some of them, you know, for me, the security that I needed was I, I could sell it to someone else. Yeah. So I've always had that security. So I was able to get some really great deals and I had to find really, really hard to be able to do those. Yeah. But that gave me the sense of security. So, yeah. um, whatever Absolutely. security that you need, whether it be, uh, I need to get out of debt. I need to find someone to do this for me. Mm -hmm. I just want to get a little slice of it. Like I yeah. don't want to take it on. Um, you know, you'd have to find that for yourself, but yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's good advice. And with that, it, it kind of, you know, goes along with like everyone has their own pace mm -hmm. and we both jumped out at different points. Definitely. Someone else is going to jump out at a completely different point and that's fine. I mean, mm -hmm. there, there's, it, there's no limit on, you know, uh, or parameters, I should say on how you need to do it or where you need to do it. And that's like one of the most fun things about real estate is mm -hmm. like you can buy a house like 30 different ways. You can sell it and dispo it 30 different ways. You know, there's like, there's so much like as, as, as creative as you can be is, is almost what you can do with real estate. And, and when you bring in stuff like even like Airbnb and stuff like mm -hmm. that now, like that just creates even more uh, opportunities for people. So uh, yeah, I think that's, that's really good advice pe for people just uh, coming up and getting started. So, Man, so you're here, you're, you're doing a lot of investing, you've got 100 units here. What's next for a guy like you? Yeah, so like I kind of mentioned earlier, I had a point of financial freedom. And one of the things that I'm super attracted to you about is that you're a man of faith. So, yeah. so am I. And so I hit this financial freedom. And in the Bible, I was just like trying to search and look for like, okay, is there actually a retirement? Like, should I just take an early mm. retirement? Yeah. And, you know, the culture says fire, you know, financial independence, yeah. retire early or fat fire and yeah. all these different things. And I was a part of that. But, you know, ultimately what happened was I sought the Lord with my family. Mm. So my wife and I, we, we decided to pray and we decided to seek the Lord. And it was one of those things I was just like, I don't think I'm supposed to retire, even though that was the initial goal yeah. that I thought, Hey, I want financial freedom so that I could do this. I wanted financial freedom so I could do this. So what's next for me is I'm still search searching out, yeah. but, um, I think I'm going to be taking some steps into some commercial real estate. Cool. I've been learning a ton about industrial properties. Yeah. You know, the, what, what fires you up is multifamily. Yeah. And you know, that's something that makes sense for us because we deal in homes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm just like, what is this industrial sector? What is, you know, retail, what is all these other things like that? So yeah. I'm learning a ton, uh, meeting a lot of different brokers and hopefully, um, you know, in the future, I think we can either start some syndications yeah. or some funds. That's and super cool. So that's kind of the goal that I that I thought, and yeah. that's what I kind of am dipping my toes into and, and committing to. Yeah. Um, because it's just like, yeah. Um, anyway, just a little bit more about that story. Um, you know, my wife and I were just praying, we're thinking about it, and I was just like, well, we're, we're pretty set, but that's kind of selfish. You know, yeah. the Lord has yeah. given me skills, given everybody some skills, and I want to provide some really great investment opportunities for friends and family, different things like that. So we're yeah. still formulating what that kind of looks like. Um, but most of the stuff that I've done is by myself mm -hmm. or let's say with my mom, or I have like, I think four, four or five properties that are 50, 50 partnerships. Okay. Cool. And so, um, I'm learning how to steward money. I want to ca manage capital. I'm learning how to be uh, not just capital driven, mm -hmm. but also relation relational driven, and you know, doing stuff for the community. Yeah, um, so, that, yeah. That, that's a really um, 
cool concept to bring into this because a lot of times um, wealth and real estate and money is villainized by people. You know, they see people with money and, and feel that they're jerks and they're, they're the guy that's cut you off in the Porsche and, you know, all this stuff. And there's a lot of really good people in the industry. And I mean, you, you spoke about it earlier, like anyone can come up to us and ask us how we're doing it, what we're doing. I, I would tell anybody exactly what we're doing. They, they could come view our properties, meet our contractors, see our books like that. That's not anything that, that we're hiding from anyone. And we would love to be able to help someone, you know, in any situation, if they're interested in this, like figure out how to do it. And, uh, and I think, you know, one thing you said that's key is just being a good steward, like of money that that's massive. You know what I mean? Like there, there's parables in the Bible of, of investing, whether, you know, someone got this amount of silver, this amount of silver, this amount of silver, and the person that just set it in the ground and, and didn't, you know, wasn't a good steward of it. That was the person that they're at least Dis, or the most displeased with and so you know there's there's correlation in there of, of being a good steward of that and you know I think about this sometimes because I get this pull internally also like at what point um is it my hard work and what point is it just God what God has for me and the way I think about it is um you know I'm gonna plant the seeds and then I'm gonna allow God to let it grow, and then I'm going to harvest whatever he has for me. So like that, to me, that that for myself, internal struggle, you know, I leave it up to what he has for me, but I'm not afraid to do the work when he has the work ready for me to do. You know, I just think that's, it's, it's really, it's really hard in business sometimes for people to uh, fathom faith and business going hand in hand. You know what I mean? And so I, I think that's just, I love that aspect of, and even being conscious of it, of mm-hmm. that is something we want to be conscious of. I think that's honoring, you know, so, I, and I, I like that uh, part of our, you know, friendship of, of getting to bounce those ideas off of like, how do I become a successful business person um, while maintaining my faith? And then I also think like, you know, if I didn't use the skills and talents that God gave me, like think, you know, when I'm tithing, you know, um, if, if I grow wealth and I tithe off of that, man, that's doing a lot more for people than if I sit on my butt and just work regular and, and don't use the skills I've been given. I don't get to help as many people that way, you know, and, or have the opportunity to get to help people. So I, I really love being conscious of both of those things. And that's huge. I can't wait to see your commercial endeavors, uh, you know, seeing and, and just knowing what you've done so far. I know your commercial endeavors are just gonna, <laughs> gonna blow up, but I can't wait to see that and get to learn Hopefully. from you on, on that end too. Um, man, in, in getting close to closing this up, uh, one question I like to ask everyone is, uh, what is a saying or quote that you live by? Ah, oh, man, I don't know who exactly said this, but, um, I'm reading a book that's called finish. Okay. And so basically, uh, I think the quote goes, you don't need to take perfect action. You could take massive imperfect action Mm. and still accomplish your goals. Something along those lines. But that kind of phrase of, hey, listen, things don't have to be perfect. But if you take the steps towards it, you know, that's better than not doing anything. I like that a lot. I like that a lot because as we all know, you know, I, I talked to you about one of our first flip that we did 
And man, there's so much stuff we had to improve on. Like you don't know what you need to improve on until you get in the game. You know what I mean? Like you can you can practice drills all day, and then you get in the game, you're gonna encounter a situation that you never even thought about making a drill for. And so uh, that that's really good. That goes along with people that are uh, having that ha- uh, analysis paralysis of how to mm-hmm. get started. It's like you know you'll figure out. I mean you'll you'll learn very quickly <laughs> some things to do and not to do. Mm-hmm. But you know just taking that first step is is really really good so man well that i'm so thankful for this interview and just us getting to uh grow and get to know each other more so like thank you for your time um i cannot wait to just see the new endeavors and i've got tons of stuff to learn from you you've got (laughs) you know way more units and there's always something to learn you know from everyone um where can people uh, follow you or, or see you online what's a good way for them to, to reach out to you yeah so i have been not that great at marketing myself okay and so okay. this is one of the new endeavors that i have yeah um but yeah you can look me up on facebook also okay. feel free i'm not that hard to find if you want to find my phone number okay so i'm down <laughs> to meet anybody everybody awesome. text me i'll get grab some coffee or tacos or whatever the case may be oh hey there we go tacos <laughs> yeah so yeah feel free to reach out um please do uh, okay. i love sharing i love taking people along the ride and for me once again i'm just giving back yeah. like i had to see full si- full cycle what a burr looked like or what a flip looked like or what an investment property looked like And uh, that gave me the confidence to be able to do it myself, too. So, um, yeah, feel free to reach out. And once again, Silas, thank you so much for allowing me to be and share a little bit of my story. Um, Yeah, I'm just inspired by you, how hard you work, how you've changed the trajectory (laughs) of your family. (laughs) And, you know, even for your daughter and different things like that, too. It's 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 amazing. I appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you. And uh, man, this has been great. We always get just really great tips and and pointers from people. And I, I just... Man, it's just getting to meet so many like great, incredible people. It's I feel like I don't know if I'm just lucky, but I feel like the people that I've I've got to reach out to so far, I've just they're just really great people, and I'm happy to be able to share some of these personalities um, just with everyone out there. So, thanks again, and guys, thanks for listening, and we will see you on the next episode of the Hashtag Real Estate Podcast. Thanks for joining us on the Hashtag Real Estate Show. Like, subscribe, and leave us a review. We hope to see you back here soon.